0: Welcome to FEPS Talks, a podcast series of the Foundation for European Progressive Studies. Find out more about us on feps-europe.eu. Welcome to the next episode of the FEPS Talk, uh, where today we are privileged to have a very special guest with us, uh, President Aleksander Kwasniewski, President of Poland in the years 1995-2005, uh, my personal political hero, Thank you so much for agreeing to meet with us today.
1: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: We have launched this talk uh, because uh, effectively uh, we have quite of a pressing agenda which connects with the country that has been for a very long time uh, named, but not really in the focus uh, inside of the European progressive debate. So uh, we have invited you here today to explain to us, and maybe starting from a bit of a history, what is and why it is happening in Belarus. Why do we see so many headlines, so many people of the street? What happened around those elections?
1: Well, first of all, we started to discuss Belarus today because um, this country was for a very, very long time in some kind of media shadow, and why it's happened, I think. Uh, Many reasons. First, really, the election was um, falsificated. And maybe the difference between this last presidential election and previous is not so crucial, because in my opinion, previous elections were falsificated as well. But um, of course, never, or maybe in the first election, Lukashenko had something around 80% of support. In the last election, he had but still more than 50% of support. So that this last election was not only falsificated, but this election, Lukashenko lost. And that is why the reaction of the people was so angry, was so strong. And that is point number one. Point number two, I think that is a factor of new generation. Lukashenko is in power 26 years. So it means that all Belarusians younger as 26, they were born with Lukashenko. They are living with Lukashenko. And they are very much afraid that we'll die with Lukashenko. And I think, and this is why this voice of young generation is also so tough these young people, they know Europe much better as the um, elder generation, because they are traveling, they are working very often abroad in European Union countries, and I think they can compare the system, the quality of life in, in Belarus and in, in, in the Western Europe. So I think the factor of, of um, young generation is, is extremely important as well. The Third point, um, I think um, the situation in Belarus, and it was a one of the big advantages of Lukashenko in the last decades, the, the growth was quite stable, and each year the situation was not very much better but better in the last years because of problems with own economy now that is pandemia as well the situation in russia and the support from russia is much weaker as as before so I think this feeling that everything is going well and even if our leader is not the best one, the most democratic one, that's we should accept it, This, this that decreased very much. That is much weaker as, let's say, 10 years ago. So I think, uh, in my opinion, of course, I, I can name much more uh, reasons, but these three reasons are the most important and therefore we have such first times, you know, big demonstrations and such, uh, let's say, strong voice of civil society, which was absolutely unknown before.
0: But if we uh, get uh, to understand the situation of the protests and mobilizations we also see at the moment some attempts to crystallize uh, with the opposition because of course electoral committee ahead of the 9th of august election has deprived uh, a number of candidates from a possibility to run and uh, here we have svetlana tihanovskaya uh, becoming the symbol of an opposition we have the meeting of the coordination council that is trying to get those forces together so why and how come that she uh, has been a 37 year old uh, English teacher. Why is she the symbol of the breakthrough?
1: because such movement needs such person and I think uh, frankly speaking the, the role of Cichanowska is a little bit uh, by chance the real leader could be uh, her uh, husband who is arrested uh, I think uh, t- such movement needs uh, a leader and she tries to be uh, such leader it Was it's not easy for her because she, she doesn't have such experience necessary experience by the way that is because I'm asked, I was asked many times uh, about the similarities between Ukrainian um, protests in 2004 Orange Revolution or 2014 Dignity revolution and Belarus, and I see some uh, similarities and some differences. The similarities are, of course, this um, uh, civic society which is uh, growing, which is much more determined as before. But frankly speaking, Ukrainian civic society, even in 2004, was much stronger as Belarusian civic society today. That is some kind of similarities, uh, the role of young generation as well. But what are the differences? The first political one is one of the leaders of compromise 2004 was president Kuchma who finished his second term and he was extremely engaged to find compromise to find solution for next 5 years and therefore we overcame this crisis and we had the third round of presidential election in Ukraine Yushchenko was elected that is a big difference today we have very strong competitor is is the president with his instruments uh, supporters um, influence um, etc and the second difference is a uh, lack of uh, such leaders because 2004 orange revolution ukraine this opposition movement had to Extremely strong, experienced, very well prepared leaders. Yushchenko became then president, and Yulia Tymoshenko, uh, she was in the prime minister. After that, yeah, so and that's a big difference. Because in Belarus, uh, we are speaking about good people, about very courageous uh, person, but uh, not politically experienced. That is something what can be the problem. I think decision of Tikhonovskaya to organize this coordination committee or coordinating committee, I don't know how to translate, is a good idea. That is a good idea because so she needs such support. And I think this committee can create some more personalities, some more uh, famous faces for the public opinion, and more experienced person. I heard that one of the person in this um, committee is Paweł Latushka, He was uh, ambassador to Warsaw, Belarusian ambassador when I was president. I met him several times. He's a really good good person. So if she has in this surrounding group more such people, that, that I see some chance to organize them, to find for this huge civic movement some kind of structure, some kind of leadership, which is absolutely necessary, especially if this protest will be continued for next, uh, and is necessary to continue this protest for not days, but but weeks and probably months if they want to achieve something, something positive.
0: I would like to touch upon the protesters and their uh, power to persevere, in fact, because uh, uh, it is not only that uh, we see the protesters marching peacefully on the street, but we see, uh, you pointed to uh, President Lukashenko's approach which is quite aggressive. I've heard you also saying uh, on uh, the uh, Polish TV um, that you think it is a very much of a blind street trying to oppress this kind of a wave of protest. Mm. We have to do with uh, two also specific groups uh, uh, inside of those protesters who, are, let us be quite frank, are being arrested, intimidated, uh, violated. Also, there is a mm. great degree of aggression. Um, the first group, and I remember you saying very frequently that uh, 21st century change is going to be very strongly uh, induced by women. Um, and we see quite a lot of women marching and changing the uh, uh, the face of those demonstrations. And the other thing is, is of course, uh, the workers' general strike. So, uh, you know, I'm asking as a progressive here, uh, do you think that these are the engines uh, and the, uh, the ways that we could hope that uh, uh, Lukashenko won't be able to uh, break the spine of the wave uh, that is still coming up?
1: A very important question, and I think you underline correctly these uh, two two elements which can be decisive for for the future. The first, woman, and uh, I tell you, in the history of Belarus, the role of woman is extremely important from the very beginning. Because if you know, we have no time to to explain the history of, of Belarus, but you know that is a place in Europe which suffered a lot in this, especially 20th century it was was tragic. All wars, uh, especially Second World War. They lost uh, a lot of uh, people, especially men, soldiers, um, uh, partisans, uh, etc. And uh, the role how to keep this nation, families, tradition uh, was very much um, in hands of women. And they did all the things um, fantastic with patience, uh, with a lot of efforts, with everything. But still, this uh, like all Belarusian society, the women were quite uh, silent. And change, which we observe now, What is a symbol of 21st century, in my opinion, is is extremely important because the role of women in this society was high and very important, influential from the very beginning, last many centuries. But now that is not only the role how to organize everything to survive, but it's also not only survive, but how to fight. And this fighting position of women, that is something new and something special. And I think Lukashenko, nobody in Ukraine could ignore this, this new, new, new element, this readiness of women to fight, not only to, to suffer and to be patient, but, but in the fight. And the second element, politically, I think, can be decisive, is the role of of the workers. If in Belarus we'll have more and more strikes, if more and more big factories will not work, that is the worst news for Lukashenko. Because the difference between Belarusian economy and, for example, Polish economy is that we have in Poland millions of middle-sized and small companies and you know the strikes in some big companies are pleasant but not decisive for the economy in belarus you have mainly state-owned big companies and this is more or less the situation in poland during solidarity time uh, 1980 so this, if, if some Big factories producing cars or or big cars of tractors, um, chemicals or fertilizers will not produce, it means economically, dramatic situation for the country. So I think these two factors, and but speaking about workers, working class, or the the people in the factories, we don't know still how much determined they are because this, the, the the government has much more instruments to press um, these people than the women on the streets or the women in, in in the families uh, here the, the, the Lukashenko has much more possibilities uh, various you know to not to pay salaries uh, to fire the people from the from the companies uh, to to arrest some of leaders of this movement. So this situation is very, very sensitive. But I think these two elements, women and and workers, can decide about the future.
0: And uh, since you mentioned economy, of course, also in terms of economic and political relations, uh, Belarus has been quite strongly related to Russia. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the uh, next question I'd like to move into. Because on one side, we have Lukashenko ordering the army to protect the borders on the other side we have uh, uh, this uh, strained uh, for a while relationship between belarus and russia and there we have vladimir putin saying if it's necessary uh, if it gets out of hand uh, i uh, might need to uh, uh, have to enter by force to keep the situation under control so what should we expect uh, uh, in terms of uh, more east dimension uh, when it comes to uh, belarus and what can we expect russia to uh, to actually effectively do
1: I think that it's easy to predict because... uh you know Putin um, uh, said many times that for him, one of the main goals of his presidency, life long life presidency is to rebuild this great uh, zone of uh, Russian influence. Of course he can name it differently. He, now, today he speaks about Eurasian Union, but uh, in fact, we have the same idea which is very, very important for for Russian politics in the last many, many centuries, you know, to keep this uh, kind of empire, today, of course, different style. Uh, together and uh, for this zone this wide zone of of um, uh, russian influence uh, belarus is, is is extremely important country maybe not so important as as ukraine but more or less that is the same level uh, because for for russians uh, not only for putin but for russian citizens belarus is something like like uh, younger brother you know part of the same family sense of orthodox or religion history tradition etc so I think if you would ask on the street in in, in some uh, cities, big or small cities in in Russia, could you imagine that Belarus will be, for example, member of of European Union? That that is something absolutely uh, unbelievable. You know that that is something. What, what's even even very pro Western oriented people like Mr. Navalny, I think um, uh, that that is something unacceptable. So. But Putin makes the politics, and he makes the politics quite strongly, and and he wants to keep this Belarus, Ukraine, Moldova, Caucasus uh, countries, Central Asian countries in this zone of of influence. And of course, um, uh, his experiences connected with Ukraine are very, very negative. So I think today uh, he will try not to repeat uh, the same mistakes in, in, in Belarus, from his point of view, of course. And it means that, of course, Lukashenko is not the favorite person for him. And uh, in my opinion, the first scenario for Putin would be how to change Lukashenko, but not as a result of the protest, but as a result of some kind of, um, let's say, negotiations or some kind of deal. or of course, to replace then Lukashenko by Pro-Russian politician, and uh, then this pro-Russian politician would be uh, obliged to organize election in the next one, two years, much more free and fair election as as last one, etc. So I think that's a such favorite scenario for uh, Putin, of course. And Putin has a lot of instruments for that. To to, and frankly speaking, only one in my opinion can uh, press so effectively on Lukashenko that he will resign. Not, not the West, not the oppositions. I think only Putin, like in in um, situation, two thousand fourteen. So that is the first scenario, the, the, the better, the best, but not very uh, likely. Uh, the real scenario can be that this protest will be continued, and we will have a lot of unrest in the streets, etc. And Lukashenko will ask uh, Putin to help me. Yeah, because it's a fear of destabilization and, of course, the Western forces are attacking us. Uh, Poland wants to take Grodno, what is absolutely absurd and strongest stupidity, but he used officially such, such uh, arguments. And of course, then is a question how to use this possi- military possibilities which Putin has, but not uns- so effectively that it will not organize some very strong resistance against this action on the Belarusian side. Putin knows very well that he cannot do more militarily in Ukraine because each military action in Ukraine means very strong resistance against, uh, you know, some kind of Afghanistan, maybe I exaggerate, you but but something like that, and 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 therefore, in my opinion, Ukraine, Donetsk and Lugansk is, is, is the end of some military measures from Putin. How much this um, brotherhood help can work in in Belarus? I don't know. In my opinion, that is a very risky idea. But probably they have some 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 concept how this uh, military support um, could be organized or might be organized for Berlin. Uh, so today I n- see this Putin statements much more as a elements of um, uh, warning and not the real real proposal. Uh, I think the much more interesting is what last day said Lavrov, uh, who met um, uh, Begundis uh, the deputy secretary of state of the United uh, States, because he told him. Let's look what Lukashenko offered in one of his speeches, because he said that would, he can imagine that after changes of the constitution in Belarus will be organized together presidential parliamentary and local uh, authorities election. And Lavrov explained it so to begin that that is um, the sign that Lukashenko is, is ready to discuss some kind of um, deal, some kind of compromise. But you, the West, you cannot be too active and you cannot to destroy this, this possibility. So I think Lavrov's proposal, what I understand, how I read it is, okay, let's organize negotiations between, let's say to the opposition, you have to stop demonstrations and Lukashenko will promise in which form and in which time he will change this constitution. When I understand it would be in one year, this new election will be, will be organized. Of course, the main problem is trust. How the opposition can trust Lukashenko, in my opinion, that is not possible now. But if, and that is the next scenario, if we can do something similar to, to our mission in Ukraine 2004, Orange Revolution, that uh, I can imagine such roundtable with uh, between Lukashenko and um, let's say this coordinating committee uh, of uh, Tichanovsky together with the high um, uh, level representative from Russia and from the West and such roundtable can organize this timetable and this rules how to prepare the, the, the amendments to the or the changes of the constitution at the next election. Uh, please remember this long time ago it was, but uh, during our roundtable in Kiev. 2004, when I was uh, leader of this, let's say, Western side, together with Solana and Adamkus. From Russian side, we had uh, Grizavov, the chairman of one of the chambers of the parliament, and even more important, one of the participants of roundtable was Chernomyrdin, former prime minister, and those time ambassador of uh, Russia to, to to Kiev. So the representation of of Russia was, was extremely strong, and they had daily contacts with with Putin. So it was not so that Russian they were not participate. But the problem is that without Russia and against Russia, we cannot help Belarus. That is something what we and the West should uh, understand. If we speak theoretically about this very scenario, still the most important is the termination of people on the streets, uh, the workers, women, uh, young people, etc. Because if the, this determination will decrease, I'm sure that Lukashenko and still the people supporting him is enough strong to keep the, the situation under control. So that's, uh, And I think that is Lukashenko's scenario. To survive next uh, days and weeks uh, with such uh, let's say limited uh, violence, you know, to arrest not everybody but some of people, to create some atmosphere or fear and uh, time will work. Um, of course, the, the, the season is not good for him because if you organize demonstration, August, that you have a lot of time to continue because September is a nice um, month in our region and October as well. You know, if such protest starts in December, that is much easier for the, the dictators to, to control it. Now he's in, in not good situation, but still I think he counts on, on such scenario that the people will be much more tired, exhausted, and all these instruments of, of violence, of creation of some atmosphere of fear but you can lose job, you can lose uh, money, that's, that will play uh, positively on his side.
0: Well, certainly, especially that, uh, as you've mentioned also uh, before, there is a question of his authority because trust isn't there, that's for sure but until now he has been, through election and election, the undisputable dictator of the country mm-hmm. right now with uh, the different approaches the, uh, uh, the sort of uh, uh, question mark where on earth he's going uh, that's not so much given but you've mentioned of course the... Uh,
1: of the negotiation table. May, may I interrupt you for a second? Of course. I, I know Lukashenko because, you know, I, I was working with him when I was a president of what is even more interesting. We are the uh, same age, you know, he's three months older as I am, so that's uh, we are same. And, you know, of course, psychologically, he, he tries to be mature and he loves to be macho, you know, to, to the man who can decide everything, do what he wants to do, etc. But if you uh, can meet him privately in such uh, one-on-one uh, debate, he, he's quite realistic and pragmatic guy. Of course, time is going. Probably now he's not so realistic as before. But I think um, if uh, would be the chance during such negotiations to to tell him, Lukashenko, what do you want to, to live, what, what is your imagination about your um, uh, end? If if that is escape like uh, Yanukovych, that, that is not a final good for, good for you. So, I think still, I'm sure that maybe that is not uh, 50% of his personality, but still this 10 to 20% of his personality is quite realistic and pragmatic, and we should try to debate with this 10 or 20% of Lukashenko's personality, if if we will have such chance. Well,
0: and that leads us to a sort of uh, almost a final question, because you've mentioned as a part of the negotiation table, the question of the West, which uh, this uh, how far uh, the Western neighbors should uh, interfere, what should be their strategy. Uh, Chichanowska effectively fled to Lithuania. We see a lot of support coming from Lithuania. There's human chains, uh, uh, flag carrying, uh, also Poland uh, expressed a willingness to support financially and medically and logistically different protests. But when we look at the European Union, uh, I think the media are assessing the position of the European Union at, at best prudent when it comes to Belarus. Uh, next week, a uh, uh, party of European socialists will have its uh, foreign network discussing the uh, attitude of the progressives. Um, there is also still a lot of discussion what OSCE should be doing. There is a talk about special envoy. So um, you know, you've mentioned uh, the predicament. Uh, you've mentioned uh, how delicate the situation is before it becomes one-to-one or out-out kind of uh, of a conversation. So what do you think? You know, as an experienced uh, leader of uh, different uh, delegations on the east side of Europe, uh, as a uh, head of state in Poland, what do you think the European Union's position particularly and progressives as well should be? Well,
1: necessary to so repeat, the situation is very sensitive and I think our actions, I mean, EU actions should be very, very clever because Putin and Lukashenko are waiting for such uh, excuse to say that they have to go fast and forward with military elements as well because the West want to change the political situation in, in Belarus, destabilize and to take uh, Belarus on the Western side. So that. Because, and therefore, I think everything what the EU did until now is okay. You know, that's, uh, and even uh, we had such discussion here in Poland that, uh, in, in all this demonstration in Kiev. In means, sorry, uh, we have not so many European flags like it was in, in uh, Kiev 2014. I said, that is correct. In my opinion, that shows that Belarusians are very, very responsible because today, if the main slogan of uh, Belarusian opposition would be that we want to be a member of NATO and European Union, so I think the situation will be over because then we we, we, we are giving the, the, the strongest argument for, for Lukashenko and Putin that they, they are obliged to react and this reaction will be absolutely accepted by majority of, of, of Russians, a huge majority of Russians and majority of, of Belarusians, I'm afraid. So I think this concept from European Union to liberalize visa regime and to support all these people who can have a lot of problems in Belarus today, to organize more scholarships, to support by money free media and non-governmental organizations is okay. And of course, such political pressure on Lukashenko, I think that is something what is important as well. I respect very much the role of Uh, Lithuania and Linkovicius, the Minister of Foreign Affairs. In my opinion today, he's, and he's social democrat as well, or he was social democrat at least, but he's, in my opinion today, the most competent uh, Western EU politician who understands what politically is going in Belarus, especially in the camp of Lukashenko, because one of the weaknesses of, of European Union and of Poland as well, that we have not enough information our politics towards Belarus in the last many, many years was extremely passive. We met sometimes Lukashenko, but we didn't meet uh, the, the people surrounding Lukashenko. We don't know, for example, who could be much more moderate leader after Lukashenko from his camp. You know, So we have a lack of, of such information. And in my opinion, Lenkiewicz is a man who, who knows much more. And I think... And that's my first advice. If, if, even if uh, socialist leaders will uh, try to have um, uh, more information, they should ask Linkovic what is his opinion. And I think he's, he's available because uh, he's from the same political family. Well, so. European Union is doing um, well. It's necessary to be active. It's necessary politically to support uh, all these protests. And of course, the main expectation should be: we want to have free and fair election in Belarus. It means we don't speak that this election should be next week or next month, but we should prepare such conditions to uh, to have free election in in Belarus. And I think this this uh, main element should be repeated, repeated, and and repeated. And last point, I think, because you mentioned, Danya that AOC etc. Well, I think that is very correct way, because we should and European Union should um, activate all organizations uh, in which... Russia is a part. Because that's probably is the only chance to, to have uh, uh, Russia around the same table to discuss this issue. Because I repeat again, without Russia we cannot solve the problem of, of this crisis. Uh, and probably I cannot guarantee that with Russia we find the solution. But that is a chance. Without Russia we have no chances to solve this this situation and really to support uh, Belarus and this democratic, uh, democratic way. So, uh, briefly speaking, European Union should be active, should control the situation very carefully, keep this profile which we offered now, not go further, and to ask to invite some other organization like we see to discuss these issues, because probably OEC can be the best um, platform for that.
0: Mr. President, thank you so much for giving us your time, your insight, mm-hmm. and for offering uh, the views how to go about. Uh, I uh, do share your hopes uh, that uh, the Belarus has not only woken up, uh, but will continue uh, being in this uh, refreshing uh, sort of a vital spirit uh, of uh, seeking democracy and seeking uh, uh, the right to self-determination with all the predicaments that need to be dealt with politically and economically of course in a very sensible way uh, I thank you so much uh, for uh, for being today with us uh, for finding time and I do hope that the next time we discuss the issue we see a greater progress uh, and not a regress when it comes to the issue of Belarus President Alexander Kwasniewski President of Poland 1995 2005 was my guest my name is Anja Skrzypek I'm FEPS director for recent training thank you so much for listening to us thank
1: you for the invitation for your time thank you
0: thank you for your attention if you found our conversation interesting do not hesitate to share it on social media with the hashtag FEPS talks more is yet to come stay tuned